Welcome to UAB Techno, a podcast about all things technology at UAB. I'm MJ Moon. And I'm Carrie B. And we are your hosts from UAB IT. Welcome to a new episode of Techno. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about new and updated technology at UAB. As a reminder, you can find links and additional information to everything we talk about today in this episode's show notes. In the last episode, we briefly introduced BeWell, UAB's mental health app. This app was developed in partnership with UAB Student Affairs. We are excited to share that the app is now live in the App Store. The full functionality of the app, including a custom self-care plan, wellness journal, and habit tracking is currently available to UAB students and will be available to employees very soon. At this time, employees can access BeWell through the UAB app. The tile serves as a hub for information and resources at UAB to support the mental health and well-being of employees. The app is still in its first phase of development. There are several features like custom push notifications, expanded gamification, and more that will be available this year. Just to brag on our team just a little bit, um, our app team put this together working very closely with student affairs. And MJ, you did the bulk of the design for it, and I think it looks fantastic. Vibrant but also calming, which I think is exactly what you need from an app like this. So I hope everybody goes to download it. For more information, you can visit uab.edu slash app slash bewell. It would not be a techno episode if we did not plug GuideSafe. If you have updated your app recently, you'll notice that things look a little bit different. Yes, GuideSafe has the same great functionality with a fresh new look. We have partnered with PathCheck to take over the GuideSafe application. So first we wanted to break down what will be the same. The way that the app collects information and communicates with other devices still works in the same secure, anonymous way by using Bluetooth and random codes to connect with other GuideSafe users. Everything still stays anonymous. The app also still uses a phone number verification system with ADPH. It is crucial that when you are taking a COVID test, you provide the tester with the same phone number as the mobile device where you have GuideSafe installed. To keep exposure notification accurate and anonymous, ADPH verifies all reports of a positive COVID test with self-reporting via the app. What happens is when you go in to report a positive test, you input your phone number and you get a code to put into the app. That matches your phone number with the reports of positive tests, but all of that is encrypted. It's done anonymously. ADPH and UABIT never know the phone numbers and never know the identities of anybody who's reporting a positive test. The people who are notified that they've been in contact with someone who reported a positive test never know who you are. Everything stays anonymous. The app's user interface is the biggest change that has happened during the new update. In addition, there is a couple new features that gives power to the users. So while the app still automatically checks for exposures, you can now trigger a manual exposure check with a green button on the exposure section of the app. Users can now also uh, turn on and off exposure detection. While it is not recommended, it is an option. And finally, in settings, you can delete the anonymous data that the app stores. That's just the exposure checks. You can delete all of those. Carrie, what are our GuideSafe numbers at? We have had more than 223,000 downloads and more than 1,000 verified tests so far. Wow. In addition, on the updated app, 
we have aligned with the updated CDC guidelines for daily exposures, and we're also synchronizing with the standards used by other states that have these apps. And as we mentioned, I think last month, we've also joined the national server. So you can use our app in any other state and you'll still get exposure notifications. If you want, it is totally optional. You can share anonymous and aggregated event data with the ADPH for community awareness. Um, you can turn it on, turn it off however you want to. This is all anonymous, but it helps ADPH to have some research data um, associated with exposure notifications. If you have not updated your GuideSafe app, we recommend you head to your app store now and check and see. Things should look pretty different, so you would know if, you're, if your app is up to date. And you can find more information at uh, guidesafe.org. In the last episode, we shared information about changes to the UAB VPN. It's now required for all VPN users to verify their login using Duo two-factor authentication. These changes bring more stability and security for employees working off campus. As a reminder, a VPN is necessary if you are using public Wi-Fi or logging into certain UAB systems such as Secure UAB File, Insight, Report Viewer, and more. If you are trying to access a page that requires VPN but you are not logged in, you will now be redirected to a landing page with VPN requirement information. If you need login instructions or would like additional information, you can visit uab.edu VPN. If you're having trouble logging into VPN or it's just not working the way it should be, you should reach out to Ask IT. Um, you can find information for that at uab.edu slash techhelp. You can now dial in to Teams meetings using a cell phone or landline with no internet or app required. Dial-in information is now automatically generated and included in the meeting invitation. To find this information, you will select the event in your Outlook calendar, then double-click to expand the calendar event. And in the notes of the meeting, you'll find a call-in number and the phone conference ID. For additional help, you can visit support.office.com. If you use a Zoom account through UAB or through the UA system, we're going to be sending out a survey in the next few weeks to ask you about what you think about the service, any additional features you'd like to know more about, and just generally your feelings about it. As a reminder, there are faculty who use Zoom accounts through the Division of E-Learning, but this is for those accounts that have been secured through the UA system. So if you're a Zoom user, look out for that survey coming to your email in the next couple of weeks. The UAB IT Technology Innovation Center is set for grand opening this spring. We received new photos from our team a couple weeks ago, and the building is full of furniture and some signage. There's still a couple of projects in the works until the building is completely ready. If you want to check out the building progress, you can find albums of behind-the-scene tours on our Facebook page. Carrie, what are you thinking about the building? I think it's beautiful. I mean, you walk onto the second floor and the view that you see of downtown Birmingham and of campus is really pretty amazing. And I know that it's interesting that so many of us are working remote right now and it may be a little bit of time before we're actually occupying the building at the rate that we would like to, but it's really exciting to see this come almost to the end after the years and months that we've been talking about this. They're already putting in furniture, we're talking about artwork, so we're really getting down to the wire on 
being able to use the building. There is a Tesla battery that is going to be powering the building and helping to cool down our infrastructure and making sure that everything stays working and is also very environmentally friendly. So that's a pretty amazing thing to have in our Technology Innovation Center. Yeah, we get to go on another tour next Friday. Last time we were in there, the walls were painted, they had some carpet down, and that was pretty much it. It's really fun to have seen it from beginning to end, and MJ and I have had um, the opportunity to go on a few tours over the last year or so, so it's really neat to see um, how the building has come together. If your computer is slow and sluggish, you should have it diagnosed before you throw it out. At TechConnect, they have technicians for on-site tech support, software assistance, and computer service and repairs. Prices range from $40 to $180, depending on the services needed. You can find a services list and pricing information at uab.edu slash techconnect. I would like to give a shout out to the new student team members of TechConnect. They've been posting more on Instagram recently and doing a fantastic job. If you're on campus, you should stop by the store, check out the deals, and follow Tech Connect on Instagram. Their handle is at UAB underscore Tech Connect. Okay, Carrie, have you ever heard of the Quirky Egg Minder? No. <laughs> well, it is a product created in collaboration with GE that sends you a push notification when you're running out of eggs. So it's pretty much a smart egg carton. But it is considered an IoT or an Internet of Things device, which is, of course, our security topic of the month. This is funny to me because my entire life when I have needed to make hard-boiled eggs, I call my mother and ask her every single time how long I cook them. So I need some kind of smart device that will just be, you know, a mom that will tell me how to make my eggs. Well, do you know what I think that that is? What? An Alexa. <laughs> So I, we have a lot of smart devices in our house, and um, mine just pinged at me because I set a reminder for myself every two hours to put on chapstick. That is very smart. Yeah. So some other um, common IoT devices that most people have in their houses, like we said, Alexa, um, a Nest thermostat, the Amazon dash buttons, smart light switches, and smart doorbells. Those are some other examples of IoT devices. While most of these can be found in people's homes, IoT devices that come to campus or could interact with UAB's network while you are working from home need to comply with UAB's network security rules. And now more than ever, we need to be aware of which devices connect to our networks and how they connect. So we want you to think before adopting new smart devices. Because smart devices collect a lot of personal data about you. And when unprotected, that data can be stolen or viewed by others. You should also know what data your device tracks and where it is stored. If you don't need a device to connect, turn off the device's connectivity. This would mean disabling surfaces and features that you don't need. For connected devices, create strong user accounts and passphrases. You should always try to avoid default account names like admin or administrator. This would make it easier for bad actors to hack your accounts. Finally, you should keep up to date with all of your device's security settings, updates, and best maintenance practices. For more information about the security rule, you can find the link in the show notes. We wanted to take a brief minute at the end of this episode to talk about wellness. Uh, we are about to be at the one-year mark of living in a pandemic, 
Most of us have been working from home and life is definitely different than it used to be. And we want to plug two social media accounts that share great resources at UAB. So at UAB Wellness on Instagram, all one word, is, a, is primarily run by students of the Promoters of Wellness program. They host a variety of virtual events and online discussions centered around things like stalking, general self-care, consent, healthy relationships, and more. At UAB underscore employee underscore wellness is an account for faculty and staff. In the fall, they did a mini webinar series called Fall into Health, which was empowering UAB employees to make healthy food choices during the holidays. Through research today, I found out that there are eight dimensions of wellness. Did not know that. Here they are, and not in any sort of order. Physical, intellectual, emotional, social, vocational, financial, and environmental. And I feel like these eight dimensions really fall into the core principles of the Be Well app. I think that is exactly true, because if you go in and edit your self-care plan in the Be Well app. It encourages you to look at the habits that you already have established in terms of things like sleep and movement, exercise, nutrition. You can think through the habits that you already have and the habits that you want to start. So what we would encourage, and I think that UAB Wellness would encourage, is that you only pick a couple of habits that you want to work on at first because you don't want to overwhelm yourself and then you know, feel like you haven't accomplished anything if you don't check off every single box every day. Just gaining a new habit or two every couple of weeks, I think, is something that would be a good routine to establish. Yeah. It feels cheesy to, to say, you know, well, this is a lifelong journey, but it's definitely something that I'm starting to consider making a priority in my life as we do hit this one-year mark of living in a pandemic and working from home. I read this really interesting article the other day about we are missing those everyday interactions. Yeah. Like passing someone in the hallway at work and just having a quick conversation with that person, even if you're able to continue to talk to, you know, on a regular basis, your team that you work with, your family, of course. Um, people are keeping up with friends over Zoom calls and parties and things like that. Um, but those little moments we're missing out on, and that affects us. Focusing on wellness and your overall well-being will help reduce classroom and workplace burnout. And the Be Well app and the Be Well tile for employees in the UAB app is a great resource. And we can also look forward to seeing those expand. Yeah. For more information about Be Well, again, you can visit uab.edu slash app slash Be Well. UAB Techno is produced by UABIT's communications and marketing team with Carrie Bean and MJ Moon. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Is that a plunger?